Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the O Show Podcast. This is episode 521. We are brought to you by TickPick.com. You ever use TickPick, Jack? No, but I will now. TickPick.com. There's no hidden fees. So if you've ever used StubHub, Ticketmaster, SeatGeek, yeah. uh, whatever other ticket sites out there, really. I mean, there's Ticketmaster. B- Ticketmaster. How can I forget about Ticketmaster, <laughs> right? The granddaddy of them all. But I used uh, TickPick. Jack White is in town next weekend okay. at Arizona Federal Theater. Yeah. And I got tickets. I went to StubHub first. First of all, StubHub had tickets for like $125. For Jack White tickets up in the nosebleeds, TickPick had them for $35 down down low, oh, downstairs. Wow. So no brainer there. Yeah. However, StubHub, and I got tickets for the Sons and the Mavericks as well recently, Yeah. $125 for a floor seat, but added fees, like taxes yeah, and everything, yeah, yeah. like an extra 50 bucks, which is ridiculous. There's wow. no hidden fees at TickPick. They actually say what they preach, too. It's not it's not a scam. Okay, cool. It's legit. So I will use TickPick now. Use TickPick.com, yeah. man. Use them. I will. That's TickPick.com. We're also presented by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale. It's a, a big training regimen developed by the Floyd, Floyd Money Mayweather himself. Wow. Floyd Money Mayweather. Um, go check that out. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale. But Jack London, is that, a, is that your real name? Yeah. <laughs> it could be a stage name. No, yeah. I mean, to everybody it is my real name. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. I'll hold you to it. Yeah, there you go. It could be literally if you told me no, I would have been like, yeah, Jack London's like Perfect. a pretty badass actor name. Right. You are talking a little bit before we came on. You wanted to uh, dabble in the film industry. Make yeah. Make some films. Be a yeah. filmmaker. Uh, I think it's something I'm interested in uh, mainly just because I, I don't know. I'm t- kind of tired of the superhero stuff. Really? Yeah. You're outgrowing it? <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm tired of the superhero stuff. And just when I do see more of the... Um, I, I'm into, like, the more uh, underground horror stuff. Mm-hmm. So when that stuff does come out, I'm kind of Love interested that in stuff, that. Too. Yeah. So, my, my goal is to make a horror film one day. Right? Yeah. And it's like, well, I feel like we're missing something in the horror genre. I'm not sure what it is. What that, do you mean by missing? Like, I don't know, dude. I feel like we're missing scary, maybe? Yeah. Are you going to see uh, Black Phone and the new Ethan Hawke movie oh, yeah. that's yes. going to come out? I yes. think that has the potential to be Yo, oh, probably yeah. the greatest horror movie out there in yeah. the last several years. Yeah. Just from I, what I've seen. Did you see Hereditary? Hereditary was good. Um, what was the one? That was, it was like mag, not mag, Magnet. Oh, Malignant. Malignant. That that's was the that one. was. Yeah. That, that's one I can't watch by myself. Usually I'm good at being like alone in my apartment, being like, I'm going to turn on a horror yeah. movie. I watched that preview alone and legitimately was like, I had I no idea what it was going to be about. Really? I had zero. And then when I was watching, I'm like, oh, this makes total sense. It was weird. Yeah. That was one of those where I was legitimately like, am I really a horror guy? Because yeah. that was, that was yeah, a good one. It was crazy. But yeah, I mean, I would do film. Um, it, it's just my ideas are just, they might be a little too big for what I have at my disposal. Yeah. So I think that's kind of like, I, that might be anybody. You could always thing. shoot a rough draft and be like and a couple years down it. the line. Yeah. Be like, not even pitch it, just like reshoot it again and learn from the mistakes yeah. of what you would actually want it to look like. Yeah. Because like you have ideas in your head and then finally you actually manifest them and you're like, that wasn't exactly what I right. envisioned. Yeah. Like how can I tweak it later on? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just something I want to dabble in. It's like a, a kind of like an escape from doing the music stuff. So like, 
even now I do photos and it's really just so when I'm not doing music I have something else to occupy my time mm. so how did you get into music to start um, so I started doing music when I was like dude since I was born I don't know like music has just always been like around you play every instrument yeah so I, like I got like a guitar for Christmas and I got a bass for Christmas and I got like it just continuously was something I got all the time and then uh, finally when I was like 13 <clears throat> I got a full recording set up did it out of my room um, and then in high school I recorded a few people that was cool and this was way before like you could just have recording stuff in your house now it's like totally accessible um, but yeah I mean I've been doing it forever I remember the first, I think, the first record my dad ever bought me when I was like four years old. My brother was two at the time. This is how we were introduced to music. Because he was big into like Pearl Jam and yeah. Foo Fighters and Guns N' Roses. He's like, but I can't introduce that to like a right. four-year-old and a two-year-old. To like, get it. He's like, and I think um, it was the American Idiot Green Day record. Okay. He's like, I think this will be a nice transition That's a good for transition. It's just like, that's how, that's how I learned how to curse. Yeah. My brother was flipping off his teacher in the third grade, getting in trouble. Damn. My dad's just like, I can't believe I introduced you guys yeah. to Green Day when you were four and I two think, years I old. think when I was five, I listened to Slipknot. Yeah. Yeah. And Corey Taylor, like, dude. Yeah. He's a, I think he's probably one of the more talented and underrated oh, yeah. singers out yeah, there. Yeah, he's super underrated for some There's reason. There's Corey Taylor, and then my favorite is Miles Kennedy from Alter Bridge, and yep. he does work with Slash. Yep. I think he's got unbelievable vocals. Yeah, Corey, Corey Taylor's pretty wild. Corey Taylor, I, he was probably my first big musician interview. Really? And it was like right after Chris Cornell had died. Oof. And kind of just talked about how he was like one of his biggest inspirations. Yeah. But he's one of those guys, insanely musically gifted, but so creative on the film side too. Like yep. Developing like his whole look for Slipknot yep. as opposed to like Stone Sour and everything yeah. else that he's got going on. Even like his solo stuff is completely different from Slipknot. Yeah. Similar, similar voice, but like the kind of the filmmaker cinematic experience behind it yeah and like the music videos and everything is really fascinating yeah he's a huge horror I, guy yeah i mean kind of, kind of like um rob zombie too yes, Same thing. yeah yeah like i i grew up on a lot of metal so that was the thing is i grew up on metal um like slayer and like Metallica, yeah like super Negadeth. crazy stuff we, yeah. we had um dave ellison and dave mustaine do nice. a show in here when i first that was the first ever show i produced it was dave mustaine wow. and dave ellison in this studio and I had no idea how to work a video system back there. It was my first day. Holy crap. I'm like, I better figure this out if I'm going to be allowed to use this yeah, space. Yeah, for real. And they were thrilled with it. Damn. So. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. It's just, I think that's what kind of shaped, <clears throat> uh, like, now being able to do any type of music when it comes to production. Yeah. So, like, I went from metal to then, like, pop punk because, you know, when I, when I was five, I don't really remember, like, I don't remember the era that the world was in, I guess, per se, when it comes to music. Uh, but I do vividly remember as soon as I got um, Enema of the State by Blink-182, mm, it was like, okay, yeah. so now I know where we are uh, in the world, I guess, to me. Um, and, I, and I listened to that, like, nonstop. I didn't stop listening to Blink. Um, and then I'm trying to think of what else happened after that. Blink, I listened to a lot of Corn. Um, and then somewhere in there, which was really weird, I started listening to Backstreet Boys, and then I started listening to NSYNC, and then I started listening to Britney Spears. So I was at this uh, all of this time. I'm listening to Blink 182, Corn, Britney Spears, and like NSYNC. Yeah, you were dabbling. Yeah, and it was all over the place. And um, I think that's now 
when I have clients come in that go, and it's kind of interesting because music is now obviously coming back around. So it's like you've got these pop stars doing music that sounds like Britney Spears yeah. or whatever. So when I have clients come in that come to work with me and they say, I want to sound like Britney Spears. Okay, well, I know that Ariana Grande is now Britney Spears now. So I just go back to that time when I was listening to Britney Spears and all that stuff and kind of like recreate that feeling that I had when I was listening to it back then. You ever like work with clients and like know that maybe like if you tweaked one or two things, they would sound a little bit better. Like let's say they want to be a pop artist, but you're like, I think you could dive into something so much deeper. Well, okay, so <clears throat> that's actually a good that's a good point. So uh, one of my clients, her name's Krista Sandstrom. So she came to me and she wanted to work on. At first, it was pop music. Yeah. And so we started making some pop songs, and they were really good. I still have them, and. And then I think I said, like, what do you actually want to do? The only reason I was asking, because it seemed like <clears throat> she wasn't fully fulfilled on the records yet. So we'd finish a song, and I'd be like, yeah, I could tell she wasn't, like, excited about it. And then she said, I want to do pop punk. And I was like, what? like, I would never. She's, like, six foot two yeah. model. Would not expect her to do pop punk. And then... Uh, I said, okay, cool, so let's do it. And the first song we did was, like, perfect. And I knew that she, that's what she wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So from then on, we started doing pop punk, and it was like, okay, now I'm going to reach into that bag of Blink-182, you know, Green Day kind of stuff. So when it came to that record, I, you know, now I see her, and she's just, like, wanting to put out more and more, and it's all pop punk, and it, like, really fits her, even though she doesn't really look like the well, part from a marketing standpoint it's you even say yeah like, and that's the thing too is up. i look at it like that and i go from a marketing standpoint people are going to see you and go whoa like i would never expect this to come out of you but that's the whole that's the beauty of that you know what i mean so you didn't even like even entertain the thought of like changing or look up no or, like even suggesting no no i and i and i i thought you know we could but it's kind of the same thing as like i look at it like um and labels do it all the time you've got you know g easy who's been rocking this slick back 1950s gangster look with leather jacket well somehow in he's only done maybe like four records and yeah they're big they're perfect he has a huge fan base and then he decides oh i'm not going to dress like that anymore i'm not going to slick my hair back i'm going to be pretty boy who sings now to me that was too soon to happen mm -hmm. because now your fans they don't they don't want it they don't want that you know what i mean like i talk to people who love jesus they're like i don't like this new Jeezy singing stuff or whatever's yeah. happening. Um, and that's the same thing with Krista where it's like, why would we... I, f I feel like if we were to change anything, it would be one of those things where maybe a couple records down the line, it's like, okay, let's do some drastic change, you know? But that's just the music industry. People don't realize that it's all branding stuff. It's all what... It, it is shock value, one. You know what I mean? It's like you have Lady Gaga, prime example, you know? Um, but Lady Gaga goes from super crazy, you know, meat outfit to now singing with Bradley Cooper in this, you know, romance movie. And Great actress. Right? Too. Great actress. And you see it and go, wow, I want more Lady Gaga. But she never fell off that entire time. You know what I mean? She didn't do it too soon. She didn't do it too late. But I do see that with a lot of, of artists that are coming out. And I try and really tell my clients, too, is... I, I really try and tell them branding is more important than the music now. Yeah. A hundred percent. And everything's so congested, like... Yes. With a 
so just much a stuff. plethora amount of up-and-coming content. artists that have talent. There's yeah. a lot that don't have talent that yep. are in there, too. Even with content creation, with all of these different businesses getting into video yeah. content, like it's all congested. Like There's going to be times where people who have all the talent in the world won't get recognized because it's yep. just getting thrown in the mix or just another spoke on the wheel. Yeah. Like, it's diff- like how do you find the talent in the Phoenix area that you just well, know are going to work well with? <laughs> and that's the thing, too, like with me, is like I've gotten to the point where I really... I kind of uh, have kind of have the luxury of being able to pick and choose what clients I want to work with, um, but when they come to me, I kind of like listen to their stuff, and I can tell when it's um, there's potential there. Yeah. Um, and they just haven't found either the right producer or maybe their mixes aren't right, but something about it is like kind of off. And um, and then I'll, I'll dive into it and go, where can I pull from their their best part of what they've already had, you know? Um, that happens a lot. I believe it. Like, and you were saying like a little bit before of how it's like, this isn't exactly what I expected you to pull off. Yeah. Like with like pop punk. Yeah. But it's something that works. Yeah. But at the same time, from a marketing standpoint, you didn't really change anything nope. because you're like, it's gonna add shock value. Yeah. It was like in the eight. Like I'm a big rock guy too. Like in the eighties when Kiss took off all their makeup. Yep. It was just like. This, this is weird, but over time it worked a little yep. bit. After the initial shock factor of like seeing things for the first time, like me shaving my head. Exactly. You know? Initial shock factor, a lot of people like were like, are you okay, Jack? Like, is everything okay? <laughs> what's, what's going on there? But you yeah, know, like it, it even with Kiss, it's like, you know, my best friend, it, it, Kiss is his favorite band. Yeah. And I look at it and I go, okay, you know, you've got Kiss on t-shirts at Target, you know? And it's like, when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, they sold out. That's lame. But realistically, it's like, dude, they need to make money. You know, the labels are taking money. You know, all these people are taking money. And it's like your shirt's in Target where it's so bland that you don't even have to know who the band is. You could just want a shirt that says Kiss, you know? And that's why I tell all my clients, too, when it comes to their merch. Stop putting your name on the merch when no one knows who you are, one. And you don't really have, like, enough of a fan base. You know, I tell people all the time, make merch that is just a really cool shirt or, you know, cool sweats or something. Because if I, if I want it and I'm not a fan or I don't even know it's your merch, I'm going to buy it. You know, like, I don't like Billie Eilish. But if Billie Eilish came out with a dope sweater and I don't know it's Billie Eilish, it doesn't have to say Billie Eilish. I might buy it because I like the shirt. And then I'm walking around wearing Billie Eilish merch, mm-hmm. you know. So I just I, I think people need to really focus on branding, especially now, because, and you know you've got uh, TikTok and Reels yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, that I don't think people are realizing that are heavy hitters when it comes to music. Honestly, like the as much as I hate to say it, like those clips and Reels on TikTok and Instagram, like that's honestly becoming more valuable than like sitting down and doing a podcast. Like just make like a quick clip. Yeah. Because that's where quick. people's attentions yep. are going. Uh, my girlfriend sent me a clip today. It was a, a TikTok of Halsey saying that her label won't let her release um, her new song unless she makes a fake viral video for TikTok. So that should tell you that it's not about the music. Nope. They don't care about if the song is good. They don't. So same thing with my clients. I tell them, I'm like, you guys could make one song, you know, and take, instead of doing an album, doing an EP, whatever, take one song and put more of the money into the marketing aspect. 
reach out some, to some TikTokers, some Instagram influencers, and get them to promote the song. Mm-hmm. Because that's more important than your music right now. Your music comes later. You're going to have fans, whatever. But they don't realize that we're get, you're getting fans now because your branding is on point. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have a total viral video of you doing some stupid stuff in Scottsdale, and there's a song playing in the background, and all these people are going, what, what was that song? You know? Man. How much of this have you uh, learned on the fly since getting into it? I asked um, Jack about this, like, a while back, but I, it's kind of blurry in my head as to how you guys kind of, like, came about with Crescent Room. Like, how, um, how'd that come about? Wait, so, originally, I, so I've managed uh, two studios prior to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was working at, or when I was building a, another studio in the same space that my old studio was in, um, I met uh, my business partner, Dave, and, and I met Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I was really looking for, at the time, I was looking for how can I make a place that is a studio, but also can brand people um, and help them with their management side of things. Um, Without it being so, like, you know, just so gimmicky on the label side of things, because I'm not really a big fan of, like, calling anything a label or calling anything anything. It's just, like, just do whatever. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so when we met, <clears throat> um, I left that place, and my business partner said, find a location, and we'll build a studio. And we built a studio, and then, you know, Jack does his management, and I just make music and tell people what to do basically it's a great setup yeah it's cool you got the recording studio back you have the green room setup yep. as well you have a nice little lobby as yep. well it's really it's a really neat yeah place. it's cool yeah and then you know jack handles all the management stuff that i would never so want to do genius he's a genius because i my brother was looking for because my brother plays music he lives in nashville lived in nashville for a while but he um he was looking to get into possibly getting represented and i'm like let me see. Let me take a crack at, at yeah. this just because I know how the industry works. Yeah. And Jack gave me, like, this insanely big book. He's like, this is the Bible on the music business. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen the book. <laughs> and, then, and then he was just talking to me about it. I'm like, half of this stuff's going over my head right now. I should probably really get yeah, into Yeah, I mean, stuff. it's a lot. Of, it's a lot. Like, I've, I even have clients that come in. And, like, you know, before, even before Crescent, it would be, you know, me recording artists and then halfway through them asking me, so what do you think I should do with my music video? Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, this is not a question you should be asking your producer. And I'm thinking, how many producers in the world get asked this question during their session? Oh, I don't yeah. think a lot, you know? And then it's, well, Jack, how do you think I should cut my hair? Mm-hmm. What do you think? And then I'm like, wait a second, I'm just branding you at this point yeah. while we're doing the music. Yep. So when I met Jack and Dave, it was like perfect because now if I really don't, if I really don't believe in that, part for an art, a, a client mm-hmm. um, you know I can ask Jack if he wants to take on a new artist but it's just a lot of people need to learn a lot more before trying to get into this kind of stuff do you like the people that you're working with now I see oh, yeah. you're working with three or four chain smokers is at the oh, top of that sh- list after working y- with them y- in December right yeah so I worked with when I worked with chain smokers um, you know I, th- I think a lot of people get it misconstrued um, you know I got flown out there to work with them um and what people don't realize when it comes to this kind of stuff is when you're in the studio and someone says, you know, your manager or whoever brought you in, you know, um, play something on this and you're going to be credited as a writer. 
because <clears throat> that's essentially what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got asked in the middle of hearing the song, you know, play something so you can get credit on it. And I and I don't like feeling like I forced anything or you know anything like that. But you know, I played three bass notes and that's in the song, and then you get credit for it. You know, you, you don't get this big. Um, you're not in there doing like the whole song yourself. There's very little parts that can uh, will can be considered as writing credit. You know, mm-hmm. so you know there's uh, there was probably ten people in the room, and there were probably ten more people outside of that session that did work. Yeah. So, you know, it's just one of those things where if people just knew how the music industry worked, they realize it's not all pretty, and you get to go sit in the studio and do all this stuff. It's not like It's that. like with anything, though. Yeah. Like, even this. Like, it's a cool setup, but, like, there's a lot else that goes into it. Yeah. It's very tedious and very boring at times. Right, exactly. Because you know? after this, I'm going to have to edit this entire thing. Exactly. And it's not Make fun. us look great. I know. You know how hard that is? It's very Especially difficult. Especially with a buzz cut, and then you're fading bleach blonde hair. <laughs> right? Damn it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where if, if people want to get into this stuff, whether it be podcasting or, you know, yeah. even the studio stuff, they just have to realize that it's not, it's not exactly what they see on the internet, which is, I think, a big problem. Well, we were talking a little bit before we came on as well about Twitch yep. and how that's blown up. I know nothing about Twitch. It's, it's insane. Twitch is crazy. Because you guys are all on it. Yep. Well, I'm not. I should be, but I'm not. You're involved with it, though. Yeah, I'm involved, yeah. Christopher's on it. Yep. Brooks on it. Yep. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, Chris LaPrath, he's my uh, guide and medium of my life. Um, he's on there, and he does uh, readings for people, uh, which is crazy because we looked it up, and there was no psychics on Twitch. Yeah. Which is crazy. That is crazy, honestly. You know? You and guys hit a home run with that. Right? It was crazy. Uh, on YouTube, there's tons of people trying to read cards and all this stuff. Um, TikTok, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But Twitch was the one where I was literally typing. I was like, psychic, medium, tarot cards, all this stuff. And I'm like, nothing is coming up. And it was just too good not to do it. So we built him a little area in the studio where he has his own set. And he does readings for people on, on Twitch. And, uh, yeah, it's been working out great. And then, you know, my girlfriend, she does Call of Duty and whoops everyone ass. We're talking about them like they're not here I know. in the room. This show ain't that professional, so yeah. whenever you guys want to hop on, be my guest. <laughs> Don't be shy. You guys want to talk? Is Christopher all talked out Chris, for the uh, day? Chris can oh, talk. there we go. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. There we go. Can't have too much dinner at a time. I'm glad someone someone stepped up. Well, right, this is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of random. You guys are doing great. I, it's fun listening. <laughs> so when did you actually get into and you guys partner up? Like how long so, have you guys known each other? Should we tell them the story? Yeah, you can. So about four and a half, five years ago, uh, I was recording my book. I wrote a book about a haunted house I was raised in. Mm-hmm. doing the screenplay on it now. And I'm... So I go to the studio to record my book. Jack is actually working at that studio. And uh, the room is full of people. I walk in. And I ask the people to leave. Other than Jack. Yeah. I ask Jack to stay. He's like, can I read for you? And Jack's like, no, it's okay. They can stay. And I go, no, 
I think they need to leave. Yeah. So <clears throat> he knew who I was. I didn't know who yeah. he was. I knew what he did, so I was like, I'm not about this. I've never like, been I was like, Oh, yeah. So that, like you were asking me before, I, I knew what he did, and I was like, I never, I had told myself, you know, I, I think maybe like my mom and other people told me never to go to like a psychic on the, you know, on the street or whatever. Right. Um, naturally. Naturally, yeah. And, um, and then he was like, can I read for you? I'm like, well, I'm already in this fucking position. I have to sit here now. So then he did, and he blew my mind, and I cried for like two hours. Is that something you have to prepare for, or can you do that on the spot? Yeah, he'll just be... Yeah, on, so on Twitch, that's, you know, with, with, with Twitch show, it's absolutely on the spot. I, don't, I can't see the people. I don't even know their names, because they come in with a certain moniker that they make up, <clears throat> and I don't know who they are. He can't, he can't, he doesn't know their names, he doesn't know... Um, we, we specifically told people not to tell us their names, too. Like, we don't want to know who it is, because then it kind of, like, defeats the, the yeah. purpose of it. Um, but, yeah, he'll just read people on the spot. Can't see them. He just reads their name and starts talking. Just exposing every, oh, yeah. every insecurity that you have. But sometimes. Yeah. But it really is phenomenal, you know, because his aunt was standing beside him. Yeah. Oh, really? In the studio. And she was, and, and he had long sleeves on. Yeah, I, I, had, I remember I had made sure, because <clears throat> I knew Chris was going to be there. Mm -hmm. I had made sure there was going to be no, because I knew, you know, looking at tattoos, reading people's face, all that, I knew about all that stuff. Um, but I made sure all my tattoos were covered up. And so when he started mentioning shit that was, like, super personal, I was like, no one knows this. That was the crazy part. Nobody knew that stuff. She, just, she started talking about Egypt. Yep. And <clears throat> then I said, oh. um, she's talking about San Francisco. And he's like, and he, what yeah, were you thinking? That was the thing, too, is he started, he started <laughs> saying, so his, first he said Egypt. Which kind of freaked me out a little bit. My aunt used to read me books about Egypt all the time, right? Before she passed away. Then he brought up San Francisco, and I'm thinking to myself, that's, I was like, he's just saying shit now and just getting lucky. And then when he said San Francisco, I was like, I have no idea. Well, then he starts singing. He goes, Oh no, I get it. And he starts singing Rice O Roni, the San Francisco treat. And I'm like, Holy shit, bro, I start bawling, like legit bawling because my aunt. I remember all she made me was rice aroni. And so I went home and I asked my mom. I didn't even say anything to anybody. I went home and I said, what did Nina used to make me? And my mom said, rice aroni. I was out of there. I was like, sold. Chris is on another level. So what are you specifically looking for then? Oh. Is it just whatever? Nothing. Nothing. It just it's shows up. Shows up. <clears throat> it's whatever the person needs to hear at the time. Um. <coughs> I saw these two coming. Oh, yeah. He knew that we were going to... Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was insane. He, he, uh, oh, this was before? Creepy. Oh, this was before... Yeah, so when I met him, it was before us. Um, and I was actually with somebody else. And Chris met me, and he told me... Uh, we ha I remember specifically, we were at Lux, and he goes, we're going to do a reading for 20, 2020. And I go, okay, cool. And the night prior to that was New Year's, okay? And he was at a party that I was at, and I had my ex with me. And he, we sit down, and he tells my ex, uh, you're going to get married. And I'm like, no. Like, there's no way this man just said that. He told my ex that. Next day, he tells me, oh, yeah, by the way, you're going to meet the one this year. And I'm like, how does that make any sense? 
You know, I so said, when he told you that she was, or when you told her that she was going to get married, you immediately assumed I, that was to someone else, or did you? No, know? I thought it was me. <laughs> so that's why I was tripping. So you were like, oh, absolutely not. You didn't want yes, to. Yes, no. He's like, like I'm not going to marry like, well, her. Yeah, I was like, I was there. But then he, the next day, <coughs> he told me that he was going to, I was going to meet somebody. In the red room. In the red room. Oh, no, you didn't say that. You said she's going to be, he said, she's going to be in red. And uh, she's going to be in California, and she's going to be in school. And I was like, okay. So after that, I was looking at everybody, dude. I was looking at everybody, every girl at Red. I was like, are you in school? Like, every girl. And, uh, and then, so flash forward in the middle of 2020, right? Because yeah. it was almost pandemic. And yes. So um, she was going to be my client, and I said, do you want to go to... I was like, do you want to go to California with us? Not even, I'm not even thinking at this point. I'm just like, you know, that was so long ago. And uh, she goes, yeah, I'll go with you. And we go to California. And my, uh, Dave, my business partner, says, uh, okay, we don't have any meetings today. I'm going to put you guys in the studio. We go to the studio. Uh, I go, Dave, what studio are we in? Like, what, what room? And they go, oh, you're in the red room. We go in the room. The whole room is red. Me, her, my best friend, we're recording. Next day, we go to sleep, wake up, whatever. We don't realize until later, after she meets Chris and they talk, um, she goes, do you realize that we were in the red room? She was wearing maroon, and we were in California. She was a college student. Crazy. And that was like a year. Like, it was already gone, dude. (coughs) And what do you need to do this? Like, do you need any, like, equipment, or could you do it, like, on the spot? He just does it. Can we do one? Sure. I knew you were going to ask that. Oh boy! Yeah. Are you should, should we switch seats? Or? Yeah, you guys. Yeah, you. Oh, let me make sure that the uh, camera angle is right too. Oh, I'm so nervous right now. <laughs> I know. It's okay. You're gonna be fine. It's just. Have you, wait. Have you ever had a reading? Never. Oh wow. Never. Okay. Never. Okay. Well, but you're super open to it, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I love. Okay, that. good. Yeah. So the universe is stranger than we can think. Let me give yeah. you a little little background, okay? That um, there are things that occur every day. The people do not understand. People do not understand consciousness, where consciousness comes from, why we're conscious, what happens to us after we die. And I was raised in this haunted house. From a little kid, I saw really, really weird things. Okay? And I wrote a book about it. So it's a nonfiction. But there are things that happen that we're really not aware of. Like, you know, some of my favorite movies, The Sixth Sense, mm-hmm. right? That was me. That was how I was raised. So this next few months, what you're doing is, is pretty good. You're, you're pretty happy. But you're going to get happier. This is the happiness card. <clears throat> this is a journey. Like you found your niche and what you're good at. But... You're not, it's like, it's like you find a really nice, really beautiful gray suit, but you actually want a black suit. Like you want a, you want a presence and that's what you're looking for. So in the next three to six months, you're, you're going to be there. Like in that, in that black suit, you're going to be, the gray suit's fine. The gray suit's what you're at right now. You, you have settled, you know, you're, you're doing good, and you've got to give yourself a little bit more credit. 
Um, because happiness doesn't come from outside in. It comes from inside out. So this is why we met. This is why Jack invited me down here, which yeah. was really odd, right? It yeah, was, I mean, it, it was like, random. why are you inviting me? Okay. <laughs> and I've just learned, like, with Jack and I, like, we can have entire conversations yeah. just looking at each other, right? Also, it's like I was telling you, too. It's like, you don't know who you're going to meet, ever. You don't know what, how it's going to change the course of your life. You know, if I wouldn't have met Chris, how would I have not paid attention to Red Room, you know? Basically looking for her. Right, exactly. But when Which I wasn't nuts. looking for her, we were in the Red Room already. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so you might want to edit this next part. But <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> okay. If anything, I'll have the footage, which is really cool. Yeah, that's cool. Super amazing. Yeah. Can you be free of beating up on yourself in any way, shape, or form, mentally, spiritually, emotionally? Is that a question? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this is about letting go of that. Like, you're extraordinary. Like, you're off the scale extraordinary. I can see that. Can you see that? Oh, yeah. Can you see that? Yes. Would you say no if you actually didn't think so? Yes. No, I mean, I thought so even when I, see the, when I saw you before. Like, when I would okay. see the show. I mean, with we the see cowboy a lot of hat? <laughs> yeah, with the cowboy hat. But, I mean, just in general, when it comes to just podcasting in general. Because I have an issue with, you know, it's like you, we, we see podcasts now, and it's like you have to have a certain type of level to it. Obviously, mm -hmm. you know how it is. Right. Um, so when I see other people's podcasts, I just go, you know, you're not really a podcaster. Yeah. So. I mean, I feel like podcasts have become like a trend lately. Yeah. Oh, so it's like so people like hop on. Everyone yeah. wants to have a podcast, and I'm like, well, what is it? Yeah. What and is what is it. your podcast? And mm -hmm. I mean, I think I've been asked to be on several. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm not sure exactly what you're going why, yeah, for. Why, yeah. Why Why would you be on the podcast? Where it's like that's the thing. Where if you're going to ask me to be on the podcast, there has to be some type of reasoning. Also, you have to be a really good podcaster too. You know, like. It's crazy to me that I sit there and watch Joe Rogan for hours. Oh, yeah. Like, what am I doing? Right? It's just because I enjoy watching people talk. Yeah. You know? And, and real conversations. <clears throat> and you want to show people clips. It's like when I showed you, you and Kenan the other day. It's like, like, when you do upload your reels, I watch your reels. You know what I mean? Because it's the perfect. I, like, I, I prefer to watch the Joe Rogan clips over the whole show. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's probably everybody. Yeah. Um, unless it's somebody you really want to watch. But <clears throat> with your show, at least it's when I see it, it's like, oh, you're interviewing real people and there's some content to it that I want to see, I want to hear about. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're just yeah. talking to somebody about nothing. <laughs> so this is the morning card about letting go of a broken heart and being hurt for you. So everyone would, so if you, if you fall over on a bicycle you're a little bit hesitant about getting back on a bicycle. Anybody would be. So this is about healing that wound, healing that hurt. We won't go into it into any detail, but this is that mourning card and letting go of what no longer serves you. And that's going to feel a little emotional as you let go of it in the next few weeks. So you'll, you're gonna have my number when you think you're going knucking futz you, which you will. You give me a call or you text me or whatever. 
because this is that energy leaving that no longer serves you to your best and highest. And then this is you stepping into you and really believing in yourself because other people believe in you. They see you. And that's been a great crutch for you, okay? Because they see you. There's no ego here at all. I don't, I don't pick up any ego. But there's this internal strength. So if, I, if, if you were weak in your gut, right, and you had a floppy belly, I'd probably show you how to do some Pilates or yoga to strengthen this inner core. So it's your inner core that has been blown, okay? And this is in the next few weeks of building that inner core and then letting go of what hurts you. I'm glad this isn't live. I'm really glad this isn't live. <laughs> okay. But this is the this is by like December. Um, Maui. <coughs> there's uh, there's something with Maui. Have you been there? Do you like it? What's the deal with Maui? Never been to Maui. Have you always wanted to go? Not in particularly. Hasn't been on my mind. Well, I get like a honeymoon there or something with Maui. Hmm. Anyway. Just <laughs> yeah. put, that, put on the back burner, right? We'll see. It's like we'll the see. red room. It's happens. like the red yeah, room. Yeah, it's like the red room. It's on, yeah, okay. it's on my mind now. <laughs> yeah. You're going to go to Maui. And then go for the shitload of money. You deserve it. And that's what's coming down the road. This is the luxury card. This is... This is, you're going to incrementally be able to handle more and more money. You've heard of people that have won the lottery and then have crashed and burned yeah. and spent it in a week or whatever. Yeah. Okay. This is where you are coming into luxury and being able to handle the money, knowing how to handle it. There's a whole family thing there with the money thing and how you're raised, but I won't get into that right now. But that's why, but that's going to be clearing after this reading. So energy goes where attention flows. Every word out of your mouth is a prayer. This is like a prayer for you. This is creating a divergent future, the one you actually want, not the one you've been trying to plod through like you've been in deep mud. And it's going to take you a few days to process this, oh. okay? Well, I got the footage, so if I forget anything, <laughs> you can watch this it is good. So this is profound. Jack, you have the luxury card. What card is that? The success card. Success, happiness, luxury. Okay, you're going to be going to letting go of old belief systems that no longer serve you. This is the morning card. But this is the outcome, the sun card, one of the highest cards in the deck. The creator card. Okay. This is actually using the force. These are not the droids you're looking for. The, I mean, that kind of shit. Creating what it is you want for your life, not just helping others create what they want for their lives, but you creating what you want for your life. And it's powerful. Like you're very, very gifted, but you've been a bit of a hoarder with your emotions. You stuff it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's how you've survived. So that's going to be coming up. 
you're going to be unstuffing. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, unstuffing, and that's okay. You, it's letting go. So tears, tears actually release toxins from your system mm -hmm. because you've held a lot of stuff in, and you're going to notice you're going to be able to let go. He's good. The Maui thing, I'm still very, very curious oh, about. Oh, yeah. That always yeah I mean, think about good. it. We, 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 we always talk about how we manifested each other. Like, like crazy. Legit. So, like, when we were both in our, our relationships prior, I would lay in bed and think about, no joke, I would think about what I wanted in somebody else. Yeah. Like, I'd be, like, literally laying there, like, I, if they didn't do this, this, and this, and they just did this, right? Everything I asked for is what she does. And everything that she asked for is what I do. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like not even joking. It is the weirdest thing. I don't. Yeah, we I don't, don't get understand. it. But it was because we sat on it for so long, for sure. Like I yeah. would sit there for. I mean, I was with my ex for four years, and maybe the first year was good, and then after that it was bad. So all three years of that, I'm sitting there wishing that I had her, and then boom. But I actually wanted it. Some people want some crazy shit. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, it was almost insane because I was like, I want someone who isn't going to tell me what to wear or where to go or what I'm doing or go through my phone when I'm sleeping. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Nowadays, that's like impossible to find. So. And I was yeah. laying there going, I want someone who just is not, you know, not so caught up in what the social media tells you you're supposed to do in relationships and, you know, telling me what to do and all that kind of stuff or even understood what I do. You know what I mean? It's like, no, not a lot of people get even you coming here or me going to the studio. I'm at the studio for four hours. What are you doing? I'm making music. It sounds crazy. I get it. Just like with you. It's like, I'm at the podcast studio. Doing what? I'm talking to people. Who are you talking to? Who's the hot, who's the hot fitness girl you had on the show? That kind of shit. I, I would never want that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, with me, it's like, I even have girl clients. I have mostly girl clients. You know, with my ex, it was, like, impossible. It was literally impossible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, so I work at the Daily Dropout house, and there's, yeah. like, ten of us and ten dudes, and it's just me. And actually, one of them asked me, um, well, they're all in relationships. They're yeah, all, they're like, married. Married, engaged, have girlfriends. And one of them was, like, what does your boyfriend think of you coming here? And there's, it's just us dudes. And I was, like, he doesn't care, and that's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, because I just don't, I don't even think about it. Yeah. It's great. So when the sewer's backed up, you can't, there's no, no, no room for another dump. Yeah. Okay. So that's why. Good analogy. Sorry. That was a good analogy. Okay. Just was like, I was like, this is, that's really great. And then it hit me. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so that's why you've lost a little bit of your passion. It's just you're, you've been backed up emotionally with stuff that you've stuffed. Okay, so think of me as a rotor rooter. It's like energetic rotor rooter. It's like, okay, pipes are clear. <laughs> Go. This is the passion card. This is you rekindling your freaking passion. That's going to happen real quick. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. Mind blowing. That's really exciting. <laughs> I mean, I got goosebumps for yeah, you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, the pipes, the pipes opening up for you, man. And, oh. Mm. 
do not be freaked out at what this card is going to say, okay? This is Jack's, actually, Jack's favorite oh, card. my favorite card. Yeah. Sold. It's his favorite card. <coughs> but it freaks people out, so just don't, you know, be free and be freaked out. Because okay. it doesn't mean what the card says. Okay. Okay? But it's the death card. Okay. Which is complete and utter change from the ground up. It is a brand new beginning. And this is you dying to your old belief systems about yourself that were layered on you, that were projected on you, that you learned that don't fit you anymore whatsoever. You're an extraordinary fucking individual. Like I can see your energy, but it's important to believe that, mm -hmm. okay? So we're gonna be supporters of you in every possible way, except athletic supporters. Okay. This. <laughs> Just to confirm. <laughs> okay, so this is about you believing in yourself. Sounds like you're gonna meet a girl and you're gonna get your passion back. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. That's what you picked up from that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Let's all go to Hawaii. And I will just will tell you, um, <laughs> and this is the Ace money. of Wands. Yeah. That's a big wand. Congratulations. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> hey, I've never oh. heard Chris, like, cuss, like, this much. Oh. I'm actually, like... Really? Yeah. I haven't. But no. it's, it's like... I even try not so to, like, much. cuss there's around so you. so much energy. Yeah, I yeah. know. That's why I was, like, I'm picking up, like... Well, I got it from you watching your, your Twitch I know, today. I'm, I'm I like, can't help it. She said the fire truck word. I'm going to say the fire <laughs> truck word. She says a oh, lot. Yeah. She's, She's awesome. She says a lot. But this is this is about um, changing the energy up. Because you're, the impact that you're going to have on the planet, extremely important. Yeah. Extremely important. I hope so. <clears throat> no. And you're not going crazy <laughs> if you start seeing... Um, it'll start off maybe a little bit... You'll think it's your imagination. Like lights flash over here, or shadows, that's your ability. Because when the death card comes up, it's your ability to see the other side. <laughs> He's like, how does he know I see this? Now, you felt it. I know you felt it. Does Jack have secret powers, too? That actually resonated with me a lot. Really? Yeah. I get, yeah, I caught that. What? That card and what you just said was... Like seeing stuff? Are we now interviewing Jack? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. This is your show now. You're in the host seat, so this is amazing. Do, do what you want with it. Have you seen stuff before? I don't think I've seen stuff. No. The uh, the phrase "the other side" triggered me for sure. Continue. So we were talking about this earlier. Um, for the most part, there are angels or guides that do not want to scare the shit out of you. So they kind of hold themselves back. But you're moving into a time where you can now handle it better. You can handle, that's why your fascination with the horror movies in your wheelhouse. But it's a wheelhouse, let's say it's a chamber in your mansion that you never knew existed. Let's put it that way. Okay, let's put it in a horror movie genre where you didn't know you had this room, but you're always kind of fascinated by the other side. Okay. And this is this is 
very important to the evolution of mankind's consciousness to come to an understanding and a better scene of that and not being made fun of. But I know you felt presences. I know you felt it. But you've just met, you've just uh, racked it up to your imagination. Well, that was just the wind. I know it wasn't. You just keep going, okay? Because you know with any sports, if they give up or they quit, they're not going to win the next game, right? This is, um, can you release and clear any perceived defeat or any actual or perceived defeat that you have experienced in your life and let it go now, never to return? Yeah. Okay, boom. Because every day is different. Man, I'm really glad this isn't live. Okay, <coughs> so <clears throat> let me try to explain this. You, you've seen movies where it, when it gets cold in the room, that's spirit, there's, there's, there's a ghost or there's an entity of some kind. You feel it. You f not, not that you feel the cold, but you feel like depression. Like when you get depressed, you thought that depression was yours. It's not. Or you've seen those, you've seen the movies where uh, you're walking and you walk through a ghost. When you're, when you're in a good mood and all of a sudden you're off, like you're depressed or you're all of a sudden you're just like that, you're not bipolar, dude. You've actually, walked through something or something is by you and you're picking up those feelings. Um, I got to get you some um, get you some incense and some some good stuff to clean out your apartment. Needs a little energy pickup. <laughs> um I would look for another place to live. Escalated. <laughs> Put a bowl of salt under your bed when you go home tonight. Just a cereal bowl. Fill it with salt, any kind of salt. Salt is, um, salt is, a, it's been used for thousands of years, centuries. It's been used for, um, to keep lower vibrations away. So there's a book called 30 Years with the Dead. It was written back in the 20s, 30s. It was written by a psychiatrist. And he had a theory. Now, at that time, they didn't have bipolar. They didn't have terms of bipolar. They didn't have, you know, um, ADD, whatever these terms were. They didn't have that. So um, he thought, oh, because he would have patients that would come in and they would be perfect one day, and then the next day they would be off their rockers. They would be speaking in different voices, and he goes, oh, I know, these people are possessed. So he started using electroshock therapy on these patients. 
So he was in the hospital, he was working with people. They turned on the machine, shocked the hell out of this woman. She sat up, she was absolutely normal. Back to her old self. And all the doctors were like high-fiving or whatever they were doing. He gets home, his wife was a medium. It was during the spiritualist movements in the 20s and 30s. <clears throat> so her hobby was, you know, spirituality, mediums and all that. And he's like, whatever, it's just a hobby, it's like knitting. We gets home and she meets him at the door. She goes, why the fuck were you? Why the fuck did you put that lightning in my head? You were torturing me. Why were all those people around? And she started to name all the doctors that were around, all the other nurses in the in their room, in the operating room. And he's like, who are you? He goes, well, you know, my name is John Smith. Who do you think it is? Anyway, the spirit had followed him home. The, the spirit that was actually possessing this woman that they shocked followed him home, entered his wife, and they spent, they spent the next 30 years... Jack, studying thousands of cases across the United States. The guy knew where he was when he died. Some people don't know that they're dead. But your ability is going to be waking up, and now you have a community where if you call us and you go, hey, I think I think I think I think I just saw something. I go, yeah, you probably did. <laughs> where, you know, you're not going to call regular people and tell them that, because they'll Call the paddy wagon, man. <laughs> but this is your ability. This is what's coming up. So it's, what if it wasn't you? What if your depression or your, we'll call them dark thoughts, aren't yours? Woo! Man. That's crazy. I've literally never looked at it from that perspective. Like, never once in my life. <clears throat> Same thing happened to my best friend. You are, really? you are psychic, but you're shut down. This is what I'm seeing here. It's like you've killed, you've, you've killed the, the ability because of fear, naturally, or what other people would think, I don't care where it comes from, it doesn't matter, right? And that's your, but it's manifesting in, I love horror movies. Mm. You don't love horror movies for no reason. It's like. It makes sense. Hmm. And this is where mankind is headed. This is the new, this is the new, it's, we're not going to call it the industrial age, but we're, we're going to call it the evolved spiritual age. And this is what B, Jack, and these people that you're going to start meeting, you called me to be here today. Or at least your guides had lunch with my guides <laughs> and said, hey, we got to hook these guys up. And Jack's guides jumped in there. You got your camera? You got your phone? Yeah. Let's take a picture of these. It'll, when you see them, it'll like trigger the energy behind them. Not necessarily what everything that I said. Oh, but everything's recorded anyways. So. Yeah, he's got it. Damn. Yeah, back up. Did you get them all? I did. Okay. Any questions? Any observations? So find a new place to live. Kind of just skim past that. What is, what's kind of the... Uh, reasoning behind that not reasoning but like what's what was the feeling there 
when Chris told us that we moved. He said he actually told us when we moved into our, our first place, it was awesome. We were on the 11th floor. We saw all of downtown. It was awesome. And Chris, the first thing Chris said, this is great. You guys are going to live here for a year. And we moved. Yeah. It was weird. And then we got a house. <laughs> I mean, I won't say who, but there was one person, a family member, that he was like, don't let them Yeah, he said, don't let them apartment. in your house. And I never did. Yep. And the place stayed Totally Perfect. fine. Actually, towards the end, I had yeah. I allowed it. And then it went to shit. all went to shit, and we moved. So, so if a, I don't know how to explain this, but I'll, I'll do my best, and you may, may I, I and I, help me out here for clarification. But if you're an alcoholic, you don't hang out of, and you're wanting to break free of that, you don't hang out in bars. Okay, Jack, you are so sensitive to other people's energy. It'd be great for you to find a cave apartment. Not that mountain, but the one beyond that. <laughs> where... Um, you're, I'm being facetious, obviously, but you, you're, it's hard for you to be around a lot of people because you pick up on too much. And your circuits get blown. Let me just put it that way. So where you're living right now, there, it's not just the, it's not just the, spiritual activity that was in that area. But it's the, it's the living people around there. You're, you're overloaded. Just like the area? Do you feel like that? Uh, yeah. Not. I mean, I live alone, so there's that. But yeah, definitely the environment around me, definitely bizarre. Yeah. So this is this is you. Uh, take a picture of this one. <coughs> you are the hierophant. The hierophant is the knower. Okay. This is the card of. You got to have some downtime. You process things energetically. You create things on a micro cosmic level. And then it's brought into slowly the macrocosm level. You work with energy. You work, you don't know that yet, but you do now. So everything is created twice. This microphone was created twice on paper, had to be drawn out, plans. Then it's actually sent and created in the physical world. But it's created 2D on paper, plans are made. You create up here 
and then it actually manifests. And the way you do that best is when you have some downtime and you're, you're I, I live way up north, right? I could never, ever, ever live where, where Jack and B live, which is downtown Phoenix. Nice area, great house, but I can't be there. Like, they were lived, they, you lived in a brand new apartment. Yeah. And lived in a high I rise. couldn't stand that area. I, I couldn't. I couldn't stand there. It was so he freaking haunted. That area that. of He's, Phoenix is so haunted. He said, "Stay out of the alleyway." That was yeah. uh, that literally that. that Jack, come get me! I'm not walking yeah. down to my car by myself. Mm. So this is where that's you. That's where you're. But you've been thinking there's something wrong with you. Uh uh <coughs> No, it's what's right with you and what you're picking up. It, it's like energetically. It's like it's like my best friend. So, my best friend since 14, um, and you can edit this out, but uh, since 14, he's been suicidal and depressed the whole time. Mm -hmm. The whole time. And he was overweight and all that stuff. Now he's super skinny, lifts weights, all that shit. Um, And every once in a while he'll get depressed now. And he's like, I don't even know what's wrong with me. And I'm like, all right, you got to talk to Chris. You got to go see Barb. It's a whole thing. Does that whole thing. Um, he was like on the, it was weird. It was like on the verge of him being like, he's like, I'm doing it today. Like I'm, I'm out. Yeah. And then the next day he was fine. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I told Chris, <clears throat> well, he had read for him maybe two years ago, two, three years ago. And he read for him in a shop out of nowhere. We were just hanging out, and he goes, um, your, your grandpa, uh, you need to get him off your back. And Dan was like, what the fuck? And he was like, well, your grandpa, his, Dan's grandpa killed himself in his garage. So that brought up with Chris to me was, it's not Dan, it's just this Dan's grandpa on him, and then there's Dan. So like, one day Dan will be fine, and not suicidal, and he'll be totally happy and totally normal, and then a flip of the switch will be, oh no, I need to kill myself. Like, immediately. Yeah. Like, we've seen, he'll be fine, yeah. and he'll be like, everything's wrong, I hate everything, fuck this. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? And he won't remember. He gets a hitchhiker. Yeah, he won't even remember, like, they'll stuff, there's stuff that he tells me, he goes, I, I won't do that. I, I'm not doing that, that's stupid. And then two weeks later, he's like, I'm doing this thing, and I'm like, you told me you weren't gonna do that. You thought that was stupid. And then when Chris told me that's his grandpa, I was like, oh, shit. Now it makes sense. And he doesn't remember <coughs> it at all? He just pretends like... I, I, it, to me, it seems like he's pretending he doesn't remember. Yeah. But I really don't no. think that he remembers. He doesn't remember. Yeah. Hmm. And so it's weird shit. When you get a hitchhiker, when, you get, when there's that possession, it's a takeover. <coughs> and it's not all the time. That's a no. thing. That's why it's weird because Dan doesn't... And, he, and I've asked Dan... I'm like, does depression run your family? What is it? He's like, only my grandpa. And, and the thing is, I was going to tell you, why I started to tell you about that story about the psychiatrist in the 20s and 30s, is through their interviews, their th- thousands of interviews over 30 years, every single time that somebody was taken over was the spirit described it. They go, why did you, why did you, uh, why did you go into this person? And they go, because... There was such a light around them. I was attracted right, to the light. Fine, yeah. 
That's you. You're the light. You are a light. And so you've been thinking that, you know, there's an old Chinese saying that goes, something wrong. No. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just, the thing I would suggest, you don't have to get a tattoo with this, but where is this coming from? Wait a minute. Two minutes ago, I was fine. Yep. What the hell? Yeah. And you go, where is this coming from? And then you'll start, your ghost star will come on. Hmm. Really cool stuff. Mm. I am so honored to meet you. Wow. I'm honored to meet you as well. I'm definitely, uh, how long did this <laughs> all manifest for you? With me? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I try and tell people, um, like with me specifically, I've manifested probably my whole life. <clears throat> um, like, so I, my dad taught me about manifestation when I was like fucking nine. So ever since then, I don't even know if I did it on purpose or it was subconscious, but I never, and you know, she can attest to it, anybody can, I don't think about anything ever. It's always just what I want, and that's it. So <clears throat> when I wanted her, I got her. When I wanted to work with the chain smokers, I got the chain smokers. The weirdest thing that people don't realize is that when I worked with chain smokers, I got it through London on the track, right? So really big producer, does hip hop, young thug and all that stuff. Well, prior to that, <clears throat> I would say for, the, for prior to that, for five years, the only thing that people would tell me when they would come to my studio is I'd make a beat and they'd go, we got London on the track. And I'd be like, that's not me. I would tell them all the time, that's not me, I hate that, stop. Then I would make pop music and people would be like, you're so good, you're like the chain smokers. And I'd be like, I hate those guys, they're bad, they suck. But just like Chris said, either bad or good, I said it so much. Yeah. I ended up getting to chain smokers through London, which where would I ever meet him, right? Um, and the same thing with her. It's like I sat there. I remember I would sit there and think. And I, <clears throat> a lot of people think that it's if I think about something, <coughs> it's going to happen. If I want a million dollars, it's going to happen. The problem is, is they don't actually want a million dollars. They just think they want a million dollars. I have a really good friend of mine who does that all the time. I want to be on a boat. I want to be on a yacht. I want to be a, a CEO of whatever. And it's like you don't because you're not even doing anything to do it. And you don't actually want it. You just think you want it. If I were to go, and the, I would say the last two years, I've had everything I've wanted. I have a studio. I've got you. I've got Chris. I've got friends. All this stuff. What else do I want right now? I don't really want anything. So nothing's really been happening. But the second I start going, I want this. And the last thing I remember I saying I wanted was actually for her. So I was just sitting around going, she really needs to get all this stuff. Ended up getting it. So... It's really, there's no time. It's but, just, do you want it? Not. I think what he was asking, though, <coughs> is from, like, what did, when I, when I, when I saw your aunt, yeah. what did that do for you? Like, what changed? Because um, I think what he's asking about is his reading and the time. <coughs> am I asking, am I right? Mm -hmm. Like, now that we've, it's going to be different. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, in the time. But 
Well, I mean, you also remember, I've stuck with Chris since we met. Yeah. There's not been one day that we have not talked. Every day. So now, with his, especially with his Twitch stream, it's like, he does this, so what he did for you right now is in a smaller hour for each person is about maybe two minutes. Yeah. So he reads for people, you know, on the thing for two right. minutes. So it's like, there have been times where they come back two days later and go, holy crap, you were right. Mm. So it's really just a, you're going to start realizing that something happened overnight, basically. Yeah. <clears throat> is what this it's going to feel like. This is, what you've been, this is what you've been wanting for a long time, but didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. It's like actually manifesting from the inside out. And, and having these dormant powers come up without you being afraid of it. But like, what it, so the, 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 the ant, like yeah. what did the ant, seeing the ant, hearing she was around you, what she said about the rice. Well, that had already solidified that, because it's not that I knew that she was around me. I would just, there, I remember, dude, there were so many times where, and this was prior to meeting Chris. Now it doesn't happen as often. But I would get these weird, like, chills randomly. When, only when something was going to happen that involved me doing what I wanted to do. So, like, uh, I had a meeting one time, and it was about London, but he wasn't there. It was just about London. And I remember I got these chills. And I was like, that always happens when something is going to happen. And then I got London, then I met London. And then it was, you need to work with the chain. They told me, you need to work with the chain smokers. And I'm like, there's no fucking way. Chills, boom. Right? So I took that as ever, when I met Chris was, oh, that's my aunt going, that's, you're going in the right direction. Just keep doing it. <clears throat> so that just solidified whatever right. that was, <clears throat> that weird feeling. Because it's like, how do you explain that to people? I can't explain to people that I get this weird chill every once in a while, and then magic shit happens. Yeah. So with you, <laughs> it's your ability to physiologically release some of the stuff that's happened to you, okay? And do it slowly, do it safely, or it could be happen fast, I don't know. But it's got to be where you're taking care of yourself physiologically to then open yourself up to these gifts that have always been there. <coughs> Remember that whole clogged pipe? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, B, but that was that illustration I was talking about where... Oh. Who, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. So where you haven't been able to input yeah. this new passion, that passion card. So how, like, how... <laughs> you talk about the chill thing, right? Yeah. Was that always there? It's always there. Always there, but then when did you become more, like, intended? After I met Chris. After you met Chris. Yes. So, like, when the chills would happen, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, it would weird me out a little bit, but I didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Like, it was just fucking weird. Um, but then when I met Chris and I told him, he was like, oh, yeah, that's just your aunt telling you that it's right. And I was like, holy shit, that makes sense. Like, it was, like, totally on point because any time, and I, now that's how I look at it. So anytime I do have something going on and I get the chills, I go, okay, I'm on the right path. Mm -hmm. It's weird, though, because I, I take it as... Um, I, I take it as, like, okay, I'm, on the, I'm going in the right direction. So even if I feel like I'm not, uh, I got the okay. That it, mm -hmm. It's really weird. 
Yeah. Just this weird shit that I get. It's weird once you meet Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I think it gets really weird. I think he too. made me like aware of like me yeah. since I met him. And I think I've had like 45 amazing things happen in two years yeah. of knowing Chris. Like it just doesn't stop. I don't think I have had anything bad, bad happen. happen. Yeah, really. I we with, haven't had anything bad Bob happen. When I'm, I worked with chain smokers. Yeah. So I'll get you a copy of my book, but <laughs> this will help. This is called Breathe. It's a essential oil. Uh, it helps with grief. You just take it and put it underneath your nose. <coughs> okay. Um, it'll help you process after this reading today. Or you can put it on the back of your neck. Okay. You can put it on your chest at night. <clears throat> but um, you're one of the best stuffers. I mean, I want to invite you over for Thanksgiving, man, because you can <laughs> stuff my turkey like nobody's <laughs> business. Because you have stuffed stuff, and you've been really, really good at it. And you haven't even been aware of it. You just thought everybody does that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Does that sound right? It definitely sounds right, but I definitely, I, yeah. I mean, it's weird to hear that other people don't do that. Oh, yeah, I don't do that. He doesn't do that? I don't think about anything. He's so odd, I make fun of him for it, but it's really because I'm jealous. Like so define not stuffing stuff. Like, okay, uh, if bad shit happens, which it never does, but uh, <laughs> yeah. let's just say, I don't know, I'm sad about something. I'm sad only in that moment, and then it's gone. I don't ever think about it again. Yeah. Gone. He doesn't overthink. We've been at dinner with his friends, and I'm all, like, getting along Mm. with him. Like, yeah, if you overthink or you randomly have stuff, he's like, what are you guys talking about? Why are you Googling how the world is going to end? Like, let's just say something happens to somebody, and then they constantly think about it. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, something bad happened when they were younger. Like, okay, let's let's take my aunt, for example. Well, my aunt passed away. Super sad. I didn't sit around and go, no, that didn't happen. It's uh, like, oh, I don't think about any of that. It's like, it's over with, gone. You know what I mean? You can't sit around and think about it. Yeah. But when people sit and they, they sit on it, they don't ever let it go. So then it just builds and builds and builds and builds. So when people are always thinking about shit, it's just like Chris says, either it's bad or it's good. It doesn't matter. You're still, it's still there. So. When you know she randomly thinks about who, who knows crazy shit, <clears throat> crazy stuff. It doesn't matter. It's it. I just don't think about it, and it's not like I do it on purpose. Yeah. It's just. What's the point of entertaining it? Yeah. And it's not just your. It's not just your stuff you've stuffed. It's those shadows you've walked through. So let me put it this way. So in the spirit world, the call's gone out going. Party at Jack O'Hara's house. Everybody over there. And they've been feeding off your energy. Mm. I know it's a little freaky, but... Not for, I mean, great to hear, for sure. And you, when you go home today, you go, get the fuck out of my house, never to return. That's the key. Never to return. Get out now. Hmm. I mean, when I met Chris... It was way deeper than yeah. all these readings I get to observe. Yeah. yeah. I mind you, I was two weeks into dating him. He's yeah. like, I want you to meet Chris. And I was like, who's Chris? He's like, my sidekick or my medium. And I was like, <laughs> okay, whatever. This is weird. So yeah. I go, I meet him. I sit down. And he goes, 
a basement. And I was like, I'm going to leave now, literally. And he's like, what's up with this basement? And I was like, I'm not going to say anything. I just met this guy. He gets up, walks away. And I told Chris, I was like, well, when I was four, my biological mom had abused me and put me in the basement. And I was like, all right, I believe everything you say. Yeah. That's shit that you no can't explain. No one knew that. Nobody knows that. It's not like I was with she him for three me. years and then... That's when I found out, when I got out of the bathroom. Yeah. So he had found out something so deep. I was like, that's not something you want someone you're just getting to know to know. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it's also, if you wouldn't have said anything, you would have been stuffing it. I would have stuffed... Oh, it was out. Never, yeah. As soon as he did she that, would, it was out. Like, it's like a, like a big like weight. It's like, yeah. I can breathe. Because I didn't tell anyone. But to me, that's the thing where I, like, when I meet people and they go, oh, I don't tell people about that. I'm like, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. over. It's like Chris has lifted, like, 50 pounds off my back, right, since I met him. I feel lighter. Yeah. Like, it's it's odd. So The he, shadow stuff? Yeah. Well, we'll, get, well, I mean, maybe from my interview, we can't forget yeah. about it. It's crazy. But <laughs> there, was, there was a time when, like, Chris had opened up, like, my psychic abilities right and we all have them but it was super weird because my dad had this thing and he had told me he's like every time my eye twitches this is what made me bring it up he's talking about the chills my dad told me every time his eye twitched someone would die and i was like don't put that on me and i told him I said, don't don't tell me that he's like i just weird well my eye had started twitching in january like two years ago and i was like this is weird and my great grandmother had passed a week later <coughs> and I was like I needed to talk to Chris but it was super weird that day because I was at work and I was like I need to leave to go see her one more time and mind you I don't like to see people in yeah. like a vegetable yeah. state I'm super sensitive I don't want to see that but I remember she was 45 minutes away and I was like I need to go see her I need to see her and they were like she's gonna pass like now and yeah. I told her and it was weird. I was in my car, and I was like, just wait for me. Just wait for me. I got there. Everyone left the room. It was just me and her, and she passed. <laughs> so, crazy, by the way. Yes. How deep can you actually go? It goes deep. It's just... If, it sh if it's shown it, to him. Well, if, yeah. It's not that. It's just a matter of who's in the room. It's what you allow. Yeah. <clears throat> right. It's what you allow and what you can handle. So this is your higher self. So I, I was serious about your higher self doing lunch with Jack's higher self and my higher self, B's higher self, going, okay, let's get together today because you were calling out. Mm -hmm. this, is, this was extremely uh, actually, important. Actually, it's funny because we have rescheduled this podcast. This is like this four is like months four in the months making. Yeah. of re rescheduling, what? and you reached out to me. Not said, even rescheduling, just like yeah, shit just didn't line yeah. up ever. Wow. Life. Is we should have done this sooner. <laughs> yeah, but, but this is the right timing. Yeah, you were nearing You were nearing a brink. Mm. You're nearing a personal brink. To where this was vital information for you. Yeah. So you authorized it. And so it's to the point that you're authorizing it, but you can go pretty deep. But again, it's not in comparison with anyone else. Yeah. Right? 
so but you've been hungry for this this is like like it's like there's been times where we've done the twitch show where people have uh kind of asked like you can tell that they're looking for something specific and then after so many days of it are it, it shows up every time yeah so eventually chris has because at first chris will go i'm not gonna talk about this on air because it's personal but after three or four times, it's like, okay, he needs to tell this person what's happening. And then that, that's what happened with Old Dog, and it was his best friend who passed away two days later, or earlier. And Chris didn't know that. And his, old, his best friend was saying, thank you for <coughs> speaking for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he typed in the chat, he goes, oh, my God, I'm leaving in two days to go to the funeral to give the eulogy. But so, Chris knew that before he had said his best friend died. <coughs> so this is your... This is what's growing for you, Jack, is this confidence in your abilities. I mean, growing per se, like obviously every single day, you would hope to grow in your confidence and in your abilities, whatever you're doing. So what specifically about this card are you kind of speaking on? You've been very logical. You've survived on logic and knowledge and goal-oriented. This is not that. This is your, this is your psychic ability. More confidence in the other side. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.